Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Nancy Pelosi can wait and Twitter can wait. We're now going to decide that in the NFL, the hiring of interim coach, which by definition means not the forever coach. Jeff Saturday was a violation of rules regarding diversity. This is an actual real thing that's happening. And I'm going to be told how this makes things better in the NFL. The Fritz Pollard Alliance opening this inquiry into the Colts decision to replace Frank Reich with former player, of course, the former center for the Colts, 1-0 head coach. Jeff Saturday. Now, I'm going to get into the Colts and the Eagles a little bit later. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. I kept Kurt Darling and Donnie Burgess from the WIBC newsroom because I I don't know how I missed the story, I guess, this morning, guys. But I I, I heard you guys uh, doing the story uh, here locally as as we came in here in Indianapolis, but this isn't a local story. This is uh, we've hit the peak Story. So, uh, Kurt, I start with you. Take me through it. Do we know who the Fritz Pollard Alliance actually is? Do we know what they're all about? And then what is what is their argument? Like, it's profit um, uh, watchdog, I guess, to say the least, is for lack of a better phrase. That's kind of what I'm going to describe it here. But they're basically an organization that seeks to kind of work with certain companies to try and, you know, make sure that they're staying in line with certain rules as far as diversity, inclusion, and all of that stuff. And so in this particular case, the Fritz Pollard Alliance, they've looked at their deep diving into the hiring of Jeff Saturday because, as many people know, there's a rule in the NFL called the Rooney Rule, meaning that you, if you're going through the process of hiring a head coach, you have to interview at least two minority candidates throughout the process before making your decision. However, the thing is, though, is there's a little bit of confusion about what happens when you're hiring a coach off-season as opposed to during the season. And as uh, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, actually pointed out in his introductory press conference, for Jeff Saturday, he said that they could hire pretty much whoever they wanted it right there because the Rooney rule, and I quote, does not apply during the regular season. So Jim Irsay had actually addressed this. Yes. Because I had never caught the Saturday press conference except to look at general manager Chris Bauer and be like, oh, yes, he's just wondering if he has enough bags to pack Ex- all yeah. his stuff. So, yeah, but yeah, he actually addressed this. Now, this is what Jim Irsay is saying. Now, as far as the actual rule itself, I would have to pull up the copy of it because I don't have it in front of me at the moment but as far as i know you know it i no being around jim being having covered jim say you know don't get me wrong you know he has his you know quirks and his things going on but bottom line is this i don't think he would knowingly break the rooney rule in hiring a head coach i don't think that's him at all considering uh the levels he's gone to proactively uh smack down daniel snyder the owner of the washington commanders that team now up for sale kurt darling wibc newsroom donnie burgess uh, from the newsroom a- a- as well has there been a response 
from the Colts on this, uh, from Ursay himself. You know, that there was a, a quote uh, from uh, Reggie Wayne, of course, former wide receiver, great with the Colts. If, uh, if he had been offered the job, would he have taken it? And it was something, yeah. It was expletive, yeah, meaning, of course, he would have taken uh, the, the, the job. I don't know if that's Reggie Wayne saying, why didn't I get the offer? But has there been any response from the Colts or from uh, uh, team owner Jim Ursay or from Jeff Saturday on this, Donnie? So far, our email is a wasteland. We haven't had any uh, heads up from the Colts, and usually they're right on top of things. Colts Communications prop pops right up in the email and no word yet. So this is probably something they are going to the drawing board on to uh, see what their next step is. Every player, it seems. Uh, I, I had done some reporting on the fact that Paris Campbell, wide receiver, Ryan Kelly, uh, center for, for the Colts. Paris Campbell's black, Ryan Kelly is white. Both thrilled with what Jeff Saturday had done the 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 type of attitude, the the type of, of conversations that were taking place, the energy that he brought uh, to to the uh, room. I, I, it was Buckner uh, also uh, saying that it was a good positive thing uh, right there. Um, have you, in following some of these players, as as I know you guys do certainly more than I do, social media feeds, whatever, has there been any subtweeting, anything going on uh, underneath to make people say, wait a second, maybe there were three or four other guys who could have gotten this gig? I mean, there wasn't anything to that effect. However, you know, there was definitely a sense of surprise from many of the players on social media or, you know, just kind of in conversation when they're talking about how they first reacted to this. But at the same, but there hasn't been anything negative. And in fact, it almost seems to me like it's been a slight breath of fresh air, for lack of a better phrase, because, you know, under, under Frank Reich, it just seemed like, according to the players, it just, or it just kind of seemed like things were, you know, a little just stuck and just kind of lax and stuff like that. And so it just seems to me that there's kind of been an upbeatness among the players, especially on social media, you know, especially after coming off that big win against the Raiders, you know, you get a big breath of fresh air. And so you kind of take that going into the next one. So, but as far as I can tell, there hasn't really been anything negative coming out about the hiring from the players in particular, when it comes to Jeff Saturday, Kurt Darling, Donnie Burgess from the WIBC newsroom. Guys, I appreciate you sticking around taking the time to be with us. Uh, that, that quote from Jim Irsay, owner of the Colts at the end of the season, there will be a full process of reviewing permanent head coach, which we will have an interview process for and go from there. I have many thoughts on Jim Irsay. Having never met the man personally, but I believe he should sit down and talk to me because I would be the greatest interview he ever did. Period, end of list, thank you very much. None of these sports guys' interviews. Let's get to the nitty-gritty of the stuff. I have... Thoughts on the selection of Jeff Saturday, a guy who never coached a college or pro game until last week defeating uh, the Las Vegas Raiders 25-20. to The idea that you would think that Ursay somehow is engaged in bigotry because of the Jeff Saturday hire is so irrational as to be believed. And if you say to me, why didn't he hire Reggie Wayne? You're telling me that he should have hired Reggie Wayne. He thought he should hire Jeff Saturday. That he would say, and by the way, I, I oppose the Rooney rule. I want to be clear about this. 
I think that owners hire based on winning. If I think there is something that connects the dots amongst all of these guys, it is the flat-out desire to win. It is embarrassing to lose. For the past five years, the Indianapolis Colts have not had a starting quarterback. We 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 had uh we we I think we had Brian Hoyer for a hot second, and then we had we had um uh, what's his name Philip Rivers, uh, Ryan, and and Ryan uh, is uh, producing today, and and then uh, of course uh, we had uh, Carson Wentz, and uh, we had Jacoby Brissett uh, for a year there, and and now a uh, Matt Ryan with a little bit of Sam Ellinger, six six starting quarterbacks. In five years. This after having Andrew Luck and before him, Peyton Manning. That's enough to frustrate a dude. That's enough to take a guy who never, ever, ever, ever had to deal with the quarterback controversy before, never had to deal with that kind of problem that other teams deal with all the time. All of a sudden, he's that guy. He's frustrated. And he looked to the people he knows best to help him out of this. The story here is not that he hired a white guy instead of a black guy. The story here is that he hired one of his friends. That's the only story. He didn't say there is a guy who's coaching. All He didn't Ted Lasso the thing. This guy used to coach cricket, but I think he'd be a great football coach. Bring him in. And he'd come in with his mustache and some homespun type of, type of storytelling and, and motivation. Football is life. No! He went and said, who do I hang with? Jeff. 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 I need a favor, Jeff. Jeff, you want you want to do something stupid, Jeff? Jeff. This was literally, I, I have for you the exclusive audio of the pitch that Colts owner Jim Ursay gave to Jeff Saturday to be the coach of the Colts. Come on. Come on. That's it. That was it. There was there was nothing else. <laughs> you, you you really if you think that about Jim Ursay, of all the things I could say about Jim Ursay, you're so out of your damn head as to be believed. But the story is now bigger. This is the problem with the idea of diversity. It's pretend. It's make-believe. It is nowhere near real. Here was a team, 3-5-1. and one. You had brought in Matt Ryan, paid him the money, this legendary quarterback, and you said this was going to be our moment. And you had the highest-paid offensive line in the NFL, and you got a running back who you're like, that's 2,000 yards. That guy is going to have 2,000 yards, and it's only going to be like week four. He's going to have 2,000 yards. We got a quarterback. We got a running back. We got an offensive line, and we've got Shaquille Leonard. He used to be Darius Leonard, but they said, you know, I really don't go by Darius. I go by Shaquille. I don't know why people stop calling me Shaquille. And we're like, oh, okay, Shaquille Leonard. And what happened? The offensive line has sucked. Matt Ryan couldn't throw a completion to save his life unless it was to the other team. The running game stopped with uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor being out a couple of games. 
Shaquille Leonard wasn't there to start the season, then started, went out with a concussion, then couldn't come back, then just had season-ending back surgery. Things didn't go well. And all the frustration after the end of last year, losing those last two games in such embarrassing style that would have been the right moment to fire Coach Frank Reich and the general manager, Chris Ballard, for as angry as Jim Irsay was, he said, nope, they're my guys. I'm going to put my money on them. Oh, Carson Wentz, don't ever tell me his name again. But uh, those are my guys, and we're going to ride. And at 3-5-1, and one, he said, you know what? I'm done with this ride. And he got rid of Frank Reich, and he needed to replace him, and he looked over at his friends, and he's like, you know about football, and you got me my Super Bowl ring. Come on. Diversity. Diversity. You think that a guy making a decision about the future of the franchise this year and the money involved was saying to himself, well, I certainly am not going to hire a black coach. <laughs> he looked around him and said, what do I do here? He said, you know what? I'm doing this. And Chris Ballard said, ah, really? And uh, Jim Ursay looked at Chris Ballard and said, look, you only have eight more games with this team. Just sit there, be quiet, wear the suits that show that you're a little bit jacked, and just move on with our day. Shall we? If anybody from those ESPNs, The Athletic, or anywhere else starts calling Jim Ursay a bigot, Jim Ursay, not a believer in diversity, smack them down like it's your job. Because that's nuts. This is nuts. Do you know how nuts it is that I'm in this position? I'm defending Jim? I don't know Jim Ursay. He's done some things I'm not so cool with. But goodness gracious, this is just silly. The Rooney rule should be tossed. Coaches will hire who they think will help them win. End of list. These guys aren't worried about black or white. Look at what the entire league makeup is. They're worried about winning. And if the coach don't work, they'll replace him. They will replace him. That is what I have seen. I believe that's what you have seen. And as more and more coaches of all different stripes enter the NFL, you're going to see more and more coaches of all different stripes get their opportunities. This is nuts. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't hear about the story this morning. It wasn't what I was going to start with, guys. But holy damn. You think I'm wrong? You think I'm wrong? You think you think there's a real violation here? 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. This is Tony Katz today. So let's keep this a little bit local, uh, focused on Brownsburg. There has been some rumors about an issue at Brownsburg High School. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Based on what we have and some of the information we've seen, this is not the case. There was a message that was sent out to parents and guardians regarding threats, um, 
After a thorough investigation, we have found the individual and will be suspended. The student um, coming forward admitting they did not act alone, um, that there were people engaging in levels of information that were inaccurate. Now, what this was, I don't know. I don't know if this was a threat. I don't know if this was an incident, whatever the case may be. The problem here is that, and this does happen, you see people posting things on social media. You know, you reach out to sources and they're gleaning bits and pieces. I have, at this moment, zero credible information on any issue going on in Brownsburg. Except that the sources I have have heard the same thing and that it seems to be unfounded. There is an importance here in taking a breath and taking a beat. I'm sure that there are parents who are going to say, wait a second, my kid goes to Brownsburg High School. Let me check on them. Let me find out things like that. If there is any information that the Brownsburg School District would like to share, please get in touch with us so we can make sure that we are sharing this information properly. That's exactly what we want to do. But we have been made aware of these things via social media and people were asking us questions. I can't confirm any part of this at all. That's a frustrating thing to do. So what I'm asking is that to ensure that we're getting out any information that needs to be in a proper and cohesive, coherent way, that uh, if, if there is a statement from the Brownsburg School District just because it got brought up, I mean, it could be absolutely nothing. We just want to make sure we're sharing it and sharing it properly. So I would advise not to buy into what you're seeing on social media at all, because I'm not. But these kinds of things, when they happen, we work to get the right information. And I'm not playing in the information that social media is putting forward. Clear? Good? Solid. This is Tony Katz Today. Pelosi will no longer be in leadership. And I know uh, it's, it, it's, it's cheers and it's all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying no. I am no fan of Speaker Pelosi, and nor would I ever make the claim that she is somehow decent. Um, she has not uh, provided, in my view, policies that provide value. Uh, she wants to talk about how it's always for the kids, I don't think she actually gives a good holy damn about my children. You're asking, I'm telling you, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, always good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I am happy that the Republicans have taken the House. Thrilled by this. I know that there's a a whole conversation uh, about Lauren Boebert. Um... And uh, I think she's making the claim 
that she's got this thing won and done and, and set and all that. Oh, sorry about that. So there's a question of, with five more seats still to be figured out, if Republicans got them all, they'd be at 223. Small majority, but a majority nonetheless. And a majority nonetheless is still a majority. She's out of a job. That's what we know. She is out of a job, and I'm cool with that. I am fine with the Republicans having this, even with the small majority. Now, that makes it very, very hard to get certain things done. It also makes the coalitions a lot more tenuous because groups like the Freedom Caucus are going to feel like they have far more power to push their agenda, rules, etc., But it also means that these Republicans have to show that they are connected on some issues. But before we get into Republicans have to do this, Republicans have to do that, because that's always how media plays the thing. Republicans have to do this. Republicans have to do that. They have to do the other. They're the ones who have the problem. They're the ones who can't do this. It's always the Republicans, this, that, and the other. What happened to threat to democracy? We were told That if we voted for Republicans, we were putting democracy at risk. I guess that's not the case, is it? Because you haven't heard a thing about it since. Since the election, you have not heard thing one about threat to democracy. All of a sudden, it all just disappeared. Letting you know what a lie... That was from the beginning. When you win, you have to do something with the win. You have to do something with, yes, the power. Now, is the thing to do to announce that you're going to be engaging a, an investigation into Hunter Biden? It would not have been my first thing. Oh, but it absolutely would have been a thing. Absolutely, positively would have been a thing. And it was yesterday when you had uh, James Comer, representative out of Kentucky, and you had Jim Jordan discussing the fact that they're going to do and they're going to do an investigation into Hunter. Is the FBI going to quit interfering with elections? 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before the election. Maybe it'd be nice if the FBI and the Justice Department just stayed out of it and let we the people decide who we think should represent us, who we think should lead us. That's supposed to be how America works. So this is the focus on the Judiciary Committee, the political nature of the Justice Department, and the linkage now to what was happening with the Hunter Biden story Again, just 15 days before we have a presidential election. That's Jim Jordan, and he's absolutely right. The FBI has been ugly and duplicitous, and they have endangered us because they are the ones who caused the lack of faith in the system in the institutions 
But the idea that we're talking about the FBI here takes away from the fact that we're talking about Congress, the Republican-controlled House coming in January, making this move. When I say I would have started with a plan to reduce inflation, I would have started with a plan to reduce inflation, which would have been a, a reduction of spending, of course. That's what I would have started with. You elected us. We said we were going to do this. Here you go. You elected us. We said we were going to do this. Here we go. That's what I would have started with because I think that as a, a, not only a matter of marketing, but as a matter of rationality is the top subject. Yes, the Democrats were going to say, oh, look at this. They're already cutting spending. Oh, look how they're going to cut your Medicare, blah, blah. We spend too much and this inflation won't come down and you won't be able to afford groceries or heating oil or vacations or anything else until it stops and have that fight. And this is why you elected us. Joe Biden, this is why they elected us to Congress because you're not taking care of them. You're making their life difficult and they want to be able to make choices in their life. They can't do it because you're taking their money and you're making them spend it in all these ridiculous places. So I would have gone about it differently. But I absolutely, absolutely would have investigated Hunter Biden because there's there's a lot to invest to investigate here. I know that you've got um, Ted Lieu. Ted Lieu is the representative from California. And it was Ted Lieu who was trying to tell you that anybody who's talking about um, uh, Hunter Biden, oh, it's so stupid and is, and is, um, and 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 the, the laptop is stupid, and the whole conversation is stupid, and this is stupid, and your mom's stupid, and every every other word, every other word was was about it, it's stupid what Republicans are going to do, and uh, do I actually? Oh, I do have that. If Republicans do in fact uh, win a slim majority. Um, gaining control of the House, what will that be like for you and getting legislation through? It will be chaos. I believe that Speaker McCarthy, if he even is able to do that, if they even control the House, will be able to not govern with such a slim majority. You're going to have the Freedom Caucus that's going to want to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop as their top priority and other stupid stuff. This is stupid. That's stupid. Because Ted Lieu says it's stupid, that's actually my my barometer for why you should do something. If Ted Lieu is opposed, get it done immediately, if not sooner. Because there are very few people as partisan, as ugly, as just ridiculously sad as Ted Lieu. And that's saying something in this Democratic Party. I mean, he's not Eric Swalwell, but he's trying stupid to in, uh, investigate a guy where you worked with tech to ensure nobody was asking questions about his laptop a guy who's connected to Ukraine and China and is compromised beyond belief because of his drug use and the photos and other issues 
if Donald Trump Jr. had an out-of-wedlock child, you, Ted Lieu, wouldn't stop talking about it daily. What kind of pressure does this put on uh, a President Trump? What, what does it open him up for possibilities of blackmail? You'd be all over it. Look at what you did regarding Michael Avenatti and, and uh, Stormy Daniels. A story that to this day, I have no idea why anybody was paying attention to it. Donald Trump, when he wasn't married, was with an adult film star or, or whatever she was. Was she an adult film star? Is that, d- does it matter? It, it doesn't matter. She spanked him with a, with a magazine with his face on it. Can we just get a for the innovation? That's right. Good lord. How do that's not a story. And it was guys like Lou, really the CNN folk at the time, who wanted to tell me that Michael Avenatti was a superstar. Michael Avenatti was working scams, stole money from Stormy Daniels, stole money from other clients too, including those who were who were uh, mentally disabled, and then tried to extort Nike. So when Ted Lou, Representative Lou, says something is stupid, that's when you should immediately go towards it. That's when you realize what's very, very, very important. And it's obvious to me that it's very, very, very important. Don't let anybody take you off the conversation. It matters. He should be investigated. What it is that Joe Biden was a part of should be investigated. I still would have started with inflation. What can I say? I'm a simple guy. I would have started where I started. That's about it. This would not have been my day one conversation. This would have been my day 11 conversation. It still would have come in the first 100 days. Even though they haven't even taken power yet. They're just setting the stage, baby. Remember that. All the conversation from yesterday, all the conversation about doing that, It's nothing more than setting the stage. They haven't made a move yet. And listen to the insanity response coming from the political left. Let them. Let them be insane. Let them complain. It would not have been my first subject out of the gate, but I'm glad it's a subject. I'm Tony Katz. Also out, leading economic indicators along with existing home sales for the month of October. And for existing home sales, we turn to Diana Olick. Diana? Well, Rick, those home sales in October fell 5.9% to a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of 4.43 million units. That's slightly better than the street was looking for, but sales were down 28.4% year over year. And that is the slowest sales pace since the end of 2011. But everything's fine. It's all fine. 
I don't know what it is that, that you're saying isn't fine about the economy. It's fine, and Biden's fine, and it's all uh, fine. Carvana's going to lay off 1,500 employees because their stock is falling. Amazon has already laid off 10,000, Meta 11,000. But it's fine. It's all good. No problems. That housing thing, not a big deal with the exception of the brief slowdown at the start of the pandemic. Now, despite the sales slowdown, supply is still falling. There were 1.22 million homes for sale at the end of October, down just under 1%, both month to month and year over year. At the current sales pace, that's a 3.3 month supply. A balanced market is considered around four to six month supply. And that tight supply continues to hold the floor under prices. The median price of an existing home in October was $379,100, up 6.6% year over year. That annual comparison, though, is shrinking. And while sales are dropping across all price points, they're falling the most in the $100,000 to $250,000 range and the million dollar plus. Yeah, so. Uh... So clearly, um, I, I don't know, maybe you're in one of those categories. Maybe you're in the middle. The idea that housing prices go down, well, we can argue that there was a, a run and sometimes the housing prices artificially go up. It's not artificial when interest rates were crossing 7% and stayed above 7%. Right? And there's, there's absolutely a moment where it just stops. But the reason that the supply is limited when normally you want four to six months and you've got a little over three months is that people are like, I can't afford a new place. I can't afford to leave. And if I wanted to leave, what job? Because I just got laid off from the job I had where you used to work. Twitter, see that? That was, that was social commentary based on what's going on with Twitter. I'll get into that story coming up in a little bit. But look at the tech companies that have engaged the layoffs. And you can argue that Carvana is a car company. Carvana is a tech company. It's a logistics company, if anything else. Let's call it a logistics company, not a tech company, a logistics company. So the jobs aren't plentiful. They're in retreat. The people with jobs who did all that job hopping are now realizing that, oh, my gosh, I'm the last guy in and there are no more jobs to hop to. And I can't get to the next place because there's no one to buy my home because the interest rates sometimes are punching over 7%, although right now I think they're just under 7%. And the Fed is talking about increasing interest rates even past their 46 to 4.8% target to deal with this inflation, which might put a federal funds rate at 5%. Lord only knows where that's going to put interest rates. But everything's fine. Everything's totally good. I don't know why you're so worried about everything. Remain calm. All is well. See? See? Joe Biden told that was actually that was actually Ron Klain. That was actually Ron Klain right there, the White House uh, 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 chief of staff. That's what he says to you, and then he turns around. Holy crap, I am freaking out. That's 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 also Ron Klain. Right? Honestly, it's hard to tell the two guys apart. Holy crap, I am freaking out. Remain calm. All is well. Holy crap, I am freaking out. Look at that. Same guy. Prove it. Prove that it's not the same guy. Don't tell me that this is a good sign, that this market's in a good place, that we're in a good place. 
The amount of people who, when I ask them questions about this stuff, they're like, I only hope you're holding on to cash. I only hope you're holding on to cash because that's what you're going to need. And I'm like, yeah, I'm holding on to cash because uh, all I'm trying to do is buy one ticket to see to see Taylor Swift. Well, that's impossible. That story is nuts. You know, I get fandom. I accept fandom. This is... Everyone's just kidding themselves, right? I mean, make all the money you can, Taylor. But I just... This is... This is weird. I've got uh, that story, the Twitter story. It's all coming up. Find everything. TonyCats.locals.com This is Tony Katz today.